Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today pre-market podcast on the 21st of September, Thursday morning. The Fed met last night. This is general advice only, if it's advice at all. And the Fed were more hawkish than dovish as feared. We cleared out our ideas portfolio yesterday in anticipation of the Fed getting more hawkish. And that is how it's turned out. Policy to be kept significantly tighter than expected through next year. And the moment the statement came out, the US bond market dropped. The US two-year bond yield popped. Have a look at a chart of that in my section today. The Dow Jones at one point was up 260 points and that reversed by 336 points to close down 77. The Nasdaq Big Tech rather took it in the neck. 2% plus drops in Microsoft, Apple, Alphabet, Netflix and NVIDIA. And most of the others down as well. Tech stocks don't like higher rates. So the Nasdaq down 1.53% and the S&P 500 down 0.94%. So the markets didn't like it and they were falling into the close. Let me give you a few of the quotes from the Fed. They left rates unchanged, of course, but here are the quotes. Inflation remains elevated, proceeding carefully, assessing incoming data and the evolving outlook, prepared to raise rates further if appropriate, and intend to hold policy at a restrictive level until inflation is moving sustainably to Towards target. And if you look at the Fed's dot plot, another rate increase is expected by the end of the year. Policy to be kept significantly tighter through next year than previously expected. And that manifests itself in a dot plot which says that rather than cutting rates by 1% next year, the expectation is that over 2024 rates will be cut by just half a percent. So bond, yield ro- bond yields rose not by a lot. 10-year bond yield up three basis points. Two-year bond yield up seven and a half basis points to, as I say, the highest rate since 2006. So it's higher for longer rates expected to stay up through next year. If you look at the dot plot, rates are expected to peak at five and a half to 5.75 percent this year. That's just half a percent, sorry, quarter of a percent higher than they are now. And if you look at the expectations for rate changes in the next couple of meetings, they didn't really change overnight, has to be said. Chance of rates being left on hold at the November first meeting went from 70.1% to 70.6%. So the Fed meeting didn't really move the needle on that front. And the chance of rates being left unchanged at the December meeting dropped from 59% to 56%. So as I say, not a huge change in expectations, but definitely not dovish and definitely not a European Central Bank style call that the top of interest rates is in. So bond yields up. The US dollar also rose a little bit and commodity prices are on the nose, perhaps because of that a little bit today. Iron ore down 0.4%. Oil prices come off the top down 1.5%. Brent down 1%. West Texas. Aussie dollar 64.43 down a little bit. You can ignore the European markets, which were all up a little bit. They came out or they were closed by the time the Fed statement came out. And our futures this morning down 20. So we've been down 49, down 35 down 33 and the futures are down another 20 this morning. Let's see what happens. In commodities, the mildly good news is that the Fed have pretty much said that a soft landing is now a plausible outlook and they raised their GDP projections. At the beginning of this year, GDP was expected to be 
plus 0.4% this year, and that is now up to plus 2.1%. So the good news is recession less likely, bad news is, in Powell's word, the stronger economic activity means we have to do more with rates. What else is going on? We've got a Blue Scope Steel investor briefing, I think, today. That's been oversold on the back of the US strikes, which continue. We've got an RBA bulletin out today. We've probably heard enough from the RBA for one week, having had their minutes on Tuesday, but there you go. We've got the Bank of England interest rate decision tonight, expected to raise rates for, is it the 15th time on the trot? And that might be the last one. We've also got US initial jobless claims tonight. We've got a Bank of Japan meeting on Friday, where they might back off their ultra-loose policy and end the negative rates period. No stocks of significance going ex-dividend today. Just having a quick look at next week, we've got US core PCE price index numbers next Thursday, which is probably the main release, the Fed's preferred measure of inflation. We also have Australian inflation numbers next Wednesday, retail sales on Thursday, otherwise fairly routine stuff next week. Right, that's about it. As I say, futures down 20. Hard to know what get excited about at the moment. The market momentum retains its slow leak from interest rate pressures. Big tech rally has paused. The AI rally needs to get going again, but doesn't look like it's going to, not if rates are going to stay up. And the short-term iron ore China optimism rally has been and gone in a fortnight. And the other sexy part of the market, lithium, continues to drop. Have a look at the lithium stocks in our global stocks table today. They are all down and the lithium price is down another 2% today or overnight from yesterday morning. And there you go. Have a good day if you can. Some people were asking... What's happened to my section on 774 in the morning with Virginia Trioli? Virginia Trioli, of course, has moved on. Raf Epstein's come in and I have moved to drive with my friend Ali Moore. So Ali Moore's taken over the drive program from Raf Epstein and I do a market section after the market closes at around 4.30 every afternoon. So look out for that. And that's about that. I'll be back later with the members podcast cast.